All right, let's see if I don't start some wild rambling intro yet again. Find a spot around the fireplace, you goons. It's time for another tale of Casual Master Quest. Hello, hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Casual Master Quest, where the sickest podcast, ep- or sorry, this is the sickest podcast episode we have ever made. And we're not sick. talking about like adjectives like or like, yeah, like no like tyler is is sick i uh, uh not sick as a dog anymore but there was a point where i was like uh there's a couple of streams where it's just i i i should have been a high at that point trying to think <laughs> all the, that i couldn't switch my arm and so it's like it was you know this is episode 20 my name's tyler Bitto. i'm gonna be the host of this episode over in the corners of course i have cam how's it going boss good i didn't log it <clears throat> Don't worry, me too. Me I got too, man. stuck in my mouth. Cam, Cam just said puberty. Oh, what's it called? I had an almond stuck in my mouth. My bad. I ate right before this. Uh, ah. so yeah, I didn't log into Destiny 2 today, so that's how I'm doing. Oh, you did or you didn't? I didn't. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm too busy. Oh no. Oh no. Soon, don't worry, soon, buddy. Of course, over in the other ca- uh, corner, we have Nick. Nick, look alive. Eyes up, Guardian. Yes, sir. Uh, what if I told you I didn't touch Destiny 2 all week until yesterday? Liar. That I was yeah, let's say. <laughs> well, mind you, I, I played I played some Iron Banana on Tuesday, but beyond that, I didn't do anything on Destiny Two until Did yesterday. Did you say Iron Banana or Iron yeah. Banner? Yes, I'm Banana. assuming that's okay. a meme. Okay. That's a meme. Iron, Iron Banana. Banana and Lord Salad Bowl. Oh, oh, all right. right. No, I feel yeah. that. I, I just want to give appreciation that Cam kept himself muted due to like a life and death struggle with an almond. <laughs> he yeah, had to mute himself to call Nick a liar. For <laughs> <laughs> That's dedication. That's dedication. Um, throat too. I was like, liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I did like I did like a couple of the bounties when Iron Banana launched on Tuesday because I had some free time in the morning. But beyond that, I've been so busy with school that until yesterday, uh, I hadn't touched Destiny, and it felt strange. It felt it felt weird to be away from. It's like when you go on a trip, you know, and then mm. all you want to do is go home. Yeah. But you have to really be there, even though it's like three days. And I can't wait to play more Destiny tonight. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Uh, let's <laughs> not talk about Destiny too much. I'm sure we'll get into the deets. Uh, let's talk about another game, and I believe this might be one of the last times we have to talk to this depth. So let's start the Pokemon Go Watch proverbial minute. We talk about our love for Pokemon Go and the stuff that we've done in exacerbation about this. You know, what, what have we caught this week? What have we done this week? Have we caught up to any certain persons of uh, you know interest? Uh, the answer is probably not. <laughs> uh, I have some news. Ooh, Cam Ooh. has news. Then go I ahead, Cam. Couple. Take it away. I got a couple stories for you. So first off, Pokemon Go is actually super relevant in the news this week because the new Pokemon allegedly leaked through Pokemon Go. And yes. I didn't yeah. realize that. What ended up happening was we saw this new Pokemon that looked like it had the body of a ditto with a bolt on its head. Yeah. And everybody thought it might have been a placeholder, but it did have animations. Apparently, it came from Go network traffic. And funny enough, I woke up today to people in my local chat catching it because it actually showed up in the world and they were posting it around like three different people who are relatively trustworthy all saying like going up in the game and um that was corroborated online so it actually showed up pokemon go as catchable but all right so we're 808 we're 808 pokemon in now let's go well it turned into a ditto or chikorita so it couldn't be registered in the decks but it turned into a ditto or chikorita when they captured it oh man people must be thrilled then for those stuck on dittos jeez well i'm like i need to find one but uh, I, I need, need to, to find one. It. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But, so uh, now I want to play. This Pokemon, <laughs> this mystery Pokemon has three X, or yeah, question marks for the name and uh, yep. the CP. 
And uh, I guess the best way to describe it, it looks like the bottom half of a cast form or a gray ditto with the yep. top head of a golden nut with the black circle in the center. Yep, just a big old like nut, big old bolt. And mm-hmm. so uh, we have no idea if that's supposed to be an actual Pokemon, which it suggests strongly that it would be. So yep. uh, something to look forward to. Think it might be like a legendary or something like that, or do you think uh, it's some random Pokemon? It doesn't look too impressive. Here's the thing is I'm not a big fan of the design. Yesterday we thought it might have been a placeholder, and there's still some credibility towards that. Uh, a lot of people have been disproving that by saying it has animations, but at the same time, I'm not entirely convinced because I think that having animations isn't saying it's not a placeholder because you would need placeholder animations to show an animation was displaying yeah, correctly yeah. even if you were to put a uh, real pokemon in the game so mm-hmm. it could still be a placeholder uh, especially the fact that it now showed up and then turned into a ditto or chikorita once captured i'm like uh you know it definitely could be mm-hmm. but it, it's weird regardless it has a pokedex number i think of 891 or something like that Ooh, it was weird right. it was weird and, um but uh, yeah and you can also make the case and i'm not gonna i'm not about to start a huge debate uh, yeah i'm just I'm go just ahead do it I'm just reiterating some people's views on Generation 5 design Pokemon. Oh, yeah. But some of them weren't the most uh, creative. Mm-hmm. Some of them felt very lazy. Right. And this was just, uh, just was this this new Pokemon is even like, like it's re- it set the bar super low because black really all they did was, yes, black and white. Okay. Yeah. All they did was put the like a little bolt on a ditto body with yeah. like a little thing in, in between. And it felt like something, you know a five-year-old would have put together the thing that really messes me up is you can't it's not easy to tell the black dot in the middle is an eye so it looks like an eyeless pokemon and there aren't many of those we were going over it last night my stream i was like there's not many eyeless pokemon they either have eyes closed or have a reason for not having eyes such as like zubat's case where it's kind of like okay echolocation but it's still a bat form this is just a bizarre two things put together i'm not a big fan of it but that's what's going on there also had personally i hit level 35 and i hit it unexpectedly because i hit it off of a friend bonus when i actually friended up with somebody and i was like tracking it and then just got ten thousand out of nowhere nice laid. so i'm now level 35. i also was chasing down a hitmonchan because hitmonchan's the only gen 1 pokemon besides Mew i don't have now because with the event funny enough i remember last week i complained about the event turns out my first four eggs were lowland vulpix mr mime kangaskhan and farfetch'd Whoa! So, yeah, do you no, know? So do you know? Vulpix has like a like a three percent chance of dropping. Yeah, I hatched four of them in the past like four days. It's ridiculous. My, I don't know. What kind of RNG is My God. And eggs and didn't get a single alone in Vulpix. There's, it's a three percent chance of dropping. Camp. Yeah, I don't know. I it's just been ridiculous, and I got all of the region <laughs> in the first four eggs. I don't even have to worry about that. But um, still, I've never gotten a Hitmonchan. Hitmonchan is the only other Pokemon I've never That's ever right. found. And I saw one on my nearby scanner while I was out for a run at night oh. in the woods. And so I like straight, I ventured into the woods, phone shut off with mid battery. And I was like, oh no, no, not doing this. Not playing this game right now. No <laughs> this way. This is how you die. This is how I die. So I backed out yeah. of those woods, but. Oh, that's, yeah. that sucks, man. I was hunting it at see, night in the see, woods See, now mind you though, if it was, if it was anything related to a Vita, Cam yeah. would have gone in. Oh, true. A hundred percent would have gone in if it was. If somebody had told me there was a PSTV lying in that forest, I would go in regardless. <laughs> I mean, look, if aliens are shutting off my phone, whatever, I'll deal with them. But I ain't dealing with that while I'm half on a run with no music. I'm like, who? Not that for me, please. Please and thank but, you. But you know, if you're on a run without your and your phone's dead, you can listen to music off your Nintendo Switch. Oh, oh right. That's, that's yeah. very true. That I carry with me during my runs all times. That's <laughs> one should. Uh, but that's me. That's me. <laughs> Um, Actually, Tyler, how's your uh, Pokemon Go week been? Uh, completely vacant. I don't think I've touched Pokemon Go this week. 
in fact uh it, it was so uh i haven't touched i mean today would have been the day i might get a chance later but uh i don't even know what the uh, difference is between me and uh Cameron anymore and uh i realized that uh it's futile at this point uh one day i'll catch up one day <laughs> but uh no i have not played at all i think i might have played some earlier in the week at you know my usual let's try hard to go you know far in places and then i was like ah, i don't want to give anybody gifts this is too much this like it's so much of a hassle <laughs> but uh i'll get back into it i think the main reason is uh for my wife's birthday last week she uh, and i went for a trip uh to catch pokemon which i believe i might have talked about and she still has my pokemon go plus so i can't you know i can't do my drive around and do my usual thing so it's not feasible anymore so it's like right right it it stinks what about you though nick um i've just been getting to campus catching the one pokemon and spending the one poke stuff to keep my streak alive um I don't know, nothing really much is happening. I'm not interested in the Chikorita Community Day event. Sure, it's an EXP boost. That's what my roommate was trying to convince me to do, come out and do with him. That's but right, I'm like, I don't really experience. I don't I don't really care about that. Like Pokemon Go has just been kind of like, oh, it's kind of fun to get out of the house. But um, as we mentioned before, there's so there have been so many community day events that it's kind of like they're not really special at this point. And uh, like the last special one was Tyranidor, right? Mm, yep, uh, true. Squirtle arguably was also pretty cool as well because you could get uh, glasses Squirtle, like cool boy Squirtle. So that was not, that was pretty cool too. But beyond that, it was just kind of like, oh, these are just happening every other day now. There's nothing really special or exclusive about them. Chikorita is not that great battle-wise, as far as I know. Uh, even in even in the actual core games, Chikorita is not that great. I just don't care. Just yeah. And also, Cam, I want to say that you are a genius for pulling this off. Triple experienced Chikorita for three hours might have given me a chance to catch up to you. Uh-huh. But you did specifically request the podcast happen ah. right around this time. Well, definitely <laughs> part of my plan. And that, not that's at all. brain explosion level. <laughs> not at all. Deny him the chance. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, anything else for Pokemon Go before we wrap it up for now? No, I just I missed no, that it's... Hitmonchan, um, but I wasn't going to get kidnapped by aliens. So. Yeah, I mean, that, them's the breaks. Yep. Don't want to get probed by Vita. Or do you? My phone, my phone actually wouldn't restart. It was ridiculous. Like, I've never had that happen before. It's a newer phone, 50% battery, shuts down, tried to reboot it 10 times, did not work until I left that area. So I was like, Ooh, no, no you way. Think, like EMP level stuff going it on? It looked like it. Like, it oh, felt- man. Like, it definitely was booting up, so it's not like it was fried or anything, but it could not get to the main menu. It would just, like, um, power cycle, basically, while I was there. Ooh. It was geez. weird. No, it was weird. That was rough. All right, let's let's uh, let's wrap up that, then, and let's start talking about games that we've played besides Pokemon Go. Thank God. So, <laughs> Cam, we chose you first. Nick, what have you been playing this week? Um, so, a little bit of uh, Bayonetta. Oh, really? Not, not, a li- not actually, not a little bit of Bayonetta. I was thinking of Destiny Two. A little bit of Destiny Two this week so far. I've only put Just about, um, you know, eight hours, so not much. Uh, played some Overwatch and Bayonetta. I finally finished Bayonetta. You did. You um, beat it. I did beat Bayonetta. You you stayed up with me, or I stayed up with you while you watched me finish I Bayonetta. I stayed up with you. You, you played it. Uh, I was uh, I was the hang on. I, I was it, the nut tag. It it is a game. Bayonetta is a game. It um, is. Tell I, us about it. How do you feel about Bayonetta? If you were to give it a review score between 1 and 15 bananas. 1 and 15 bananas? Iron bananas, yes. Um, About like a solid 12, 13 bananas. I had some fun wow, with it. Yeah, no, a I lot like, of iron bananas. That, like, that I is... really had a lot of fun with it, but it really got to the point at the end where it was just kind of like, when when are you just going to finish? When is it like, going to wrap up? Because it felt like, like the it should have The epilogue had an epilogue. 
like mm-hmm. how how does that happen like why should that happen like i feel like there's a lot of things that either you don't tease me like that with the game being over or you just put it in the next game right but then mind you it is that kind of game it's a it's a very uh whimsical over the top kind of like uh, jubileus did not want to be defeated by the likes of a credit scene and, she transcended far beyond that thank you and tyler did his damn best to explain it to me and i should have gone into like the wiki somewhere to like figure oh, out what exactly the happened the concept as but, bayonetta through sega's but, mind and platinum and all that but all i know is we have you a sexy librarian beating up angels and that's enough for me <laughs> that's at the end of the day that's enough for me and i can't wait for a kojima game because i feel like i'd understand that better no it stinks because i trash talk bayonetta so much at least in my head uh because honestly i did not like it i loved it for the first three hours but once that's i realized it, i'm leaving the podcast once because <laughs> of that right there uh, <laughs> i loved the first three hours but once i realized it was the same three hour rotation over and over and over again for up until i think uh the 15 hour mark i realized i had gotten sick of it to where i was just doing the same motions over shooting uh you know or kicking the crap out of enemies doing the same kind of bosses occasionally we get a new boss that we'd see immediately turn into a normal enemy and then angel attack and it's like oh. yeah no it, like it it had its uh fun moments some of the puzzle solving was great uh some of the different bot- boss fights were pretty interesting my favorite one was the was the water boss where you fight like the big tank guy in the ocean with like the six legs oh, yeah, yeah i really had that was really fun them. yeah that was really fun um but it did get very repetitive like a game like that um like a game that doesn't get repetitive that does what bayonetta does for me was the devil may cry reboot in the sense that it gives you um new weapons it gives you new style new styles of fighting new challenging enemies um or like look at the old school god of war series right you get new weapons you get more puzzle solving you get the the, the enemies that they might be the same but they just beat the crap out of you like now they can one hit you right mm-hmm. so um it did get really repetitive towards the end especially because it i think it peaked in difficulty in the middle or like the first few bosses like the second time you fight uh jean or like the first time you properly fight the two-headed dragon and then after that just sort of got really um really simple because jean fighting jean after that like the the your third eye opens yeah the penultimate time i fought her it was really like i died maybe twice or three times and then eventually i was just like oh you know what i can take you on now and then the, like the final time you fight her it's like <laughs> my power levels have peaked you know, uh, this is my final counterpoint yeah. to both of you. Uh, I would say that as a stylish action game, uh, Bayonetta, much like Devil May Cry, as you said, uh, is more about you're, you're basically. I think it's looking at it not wrong, but it's looking at it not fully. If what you're talking about is like I'm evaluating it because it got repetitive. When the only got reason it got repetitive is because you fell into the the combos that you use the combos that you decide to use that's true the system itself is meant to be very big the point of all stylish action games is meant to master the system so much like early devil may cry much like the reboot to some extent but once you master that system you can get really ridiculous and the fun is in mastering that trying out new combinations switching on the fly and doing all that sort of stuff Uh, so bayonetta is one of those games i feel so just playing it through um to experience the story and that sort of thing isn't what it's meant for necessarily yeah i can i can definitely see uh understand 
understand that point because I didn't even get that far into the combo system or, uh, you know, I just sort of flew through everything. I didn't buy all the, the yeah. new combos or things that I could learn. Oh, um, really? Yeah, no, I didn't buy all of them. I bought a few of them that I really felt were fun to use. I wanted to buy one, but I couldn't pull it off because there is there is a quite quite a bit of skill involved in oh, pulling yeah. up a lot of different combinations and i could appreciate anybody who could do that properly back to back and just chain everything um because i got consistently except for maybe four awards all of my awards were stone awards mm-hmm. so you get awards at the end of each level or at the end of each chapter and because i was just sort of like just playing it through for the story and just having a good time with it so yeah, yeah i understand that point yeah now mind should... you i'm not talking from a place of experience personally because i'm right with you there in terms of the level of difficulty i played it at but i i know how the systems work more so from watching gameplay of them and saying oh wow you can do this ridiculous stuff if you have these crazy inputs but again i'm not a big input heavy guy so that's not something i can pull off or i'm interested in pulling off but that is what the appeal of the series is to other people i would say yeah i do realize (laughs) that uh this game in particular because the first time i gave it a full-on shot like to completion was when i got it in conjunction with bayonetta 2 for the switch and uh when i played it and when i finished it i was kind of upset but at the same time, I was more or less uh, divisive. Like, this is the first game where I had a good time, but there were so many moments that just broke me angry about it that I didn't know if I liked it or not. Uh, to the point that I went to bed at 10 o'clock at night. You know, the wife and I usually have our, you know, end-of-the-day talks and all that stuff. And I gave her a 5,000-word oh, review about what I liked <laughs> and disliked about Bayonetta until I heard her start snoring. <laughs> And then, you know, the next morning, it's like, did I like that game? And it's like, a lot of it, yeah, because there's a lot of cool, you know, stuff about it. But it's like, it was their price. Like, yeah, of course there was stuff that upset me. And then when I played Bayonetta, uh, Bayonetta 2, it felt like most of that disappeared. Like, if you like Bayonetta 1, it, even like 50-50, Bayonetta 2, you're going to absolutely love. And okay. I 100% recommend you find a way to get that. Uh, since you're getting a Switch soon, that'll be up in the cards. Yeah. Or if you want to attempt a Wii U emulator, cough, uh, that's another Never heard never heard of it yes not real i've heard of the emulator i've never heard of the actual console like it never yeah, made it much. out unfortunately but you know they at least they had a skeleton of that in so <laughs> let's see cam what have you been playing boss uh just the usual stuff really destiny pixelmon all that good stuff pixelmon i don't know if i've shielded enough on here it's one of the more optimal ways to play pokemon i feel in terms of experiencing what the the feeling that pokemon is trying to convey early on in that it's adventure it's mystery you know all the pokemon through gen 6 are in the game they're all tagged to different biomes you could just be you know roaming around in minecraft in a boreal forest run across like a very rare one where it's like whoa or like have a legendary spawn in front of you you know i've been running around in woods have flocks of crowbat flying overhead it's just the the most mystery adventure pokemon world related activity you can do um, besides the core games that really get you in that mindset so i can't recommend it further uh, besides that i also played senrin kagura reflections which i mean Ooh. pretty big game pretty big game let's not let's yeah. not you know get me wrong very important uh spider-man nobody cares about that really but okay. senrin kagura reflections on the other hand wonderful and, and it's all about you see girls the girls in seven kagura when they're when they're working out when they're being ninja when they're you know working how do you know they're, they're they're... girls like uh, they don't show anything that would suggest otherwise right no that yep you know you just oh, know you know just, just making sure oh you know for sure uh so they uh, while, while they're going through that right they incur injuries and they maybe get a little sore from all that working out and uh sometimes you need to massage them to alleviate their tension so seven kagura reflections is all about doing that and it is definitely wholesome and not at all lewd or a hentai game. Of course not, no. On Switch for $10 with 
motion controls and um, HD rumble simulating slapping thighs. Anyway, that's Severn Cogger Reflections and a uh, very extensive review on that. Thank you very much. And that's what I played. That sounds like the uh, the worst case scenario. The people that want, or I guess the executives at Nintendo that wanted to get rid of the head padding in the Fire Emblem game. <laughs> this is probably like that. Their trumped up version that they were afraid of. And that is, I think, specifically Nintendo Treehouse's fault, which are the English localization team slash. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was their fault entirely. But Saren Kagura, on the other hand, uh, the director is known for making certain comments. And he felt that with HD Rumble, with the advent of HD Rumble, the first thing he needs to do is make a tech demo where everything feels realistic. And we'll say it that way. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> first it, I if I laugh, I'll end up into a heaving, coughing fit. So <laughs> I laugh with you silently. They're a humble and proud people. They're uh, wholesome yeah. race. Wholesome. Yes. Wholesome. <laughs> Let's see. On my Persona 4 front, I'm very disappointed to report that today's the last day I can sell the Vita to GameStop for $100. Don't. And so I uh, I believe they closed uh, for me in like an hour. Good. Uh, hour and a half. I, you know, <laughs> if, I, if I run now, I can make it. I won't let I, you. I, I joked theoretically that if I beat Persona 4 Golden by then, then I could uh, cash it in because I'll never use it ever again. Because uh, I can't find any other use for it unless you'll all thank me. You'll all thank me for holding on to your Vita someday. One day, I'm sure one day. It. When it's $300, $400 because nobody bought one and it's super artificial, well, not artificial scarcity, but when it's a rare retro console, uh, you'll all thank me. I'm, like, I'm afraid to see how much a Wii U gamepad would cost nowadays. Probably not something out there. Now, because right now we're still in, they're available and stores are trying to offload them. But once you get like in the 10, 15 years down the line, that's when it gets dangerous. What kind of store also, sells a Wii U still? I have not seen any. Couple. You can still get them at GameStop pre-owned. I can. Like so I just went on really? Craigslist and I can get a Borderlands 2 PS Vita edition uh, with all the accessories mm -hmm. for 180 Canadian dollars. So yep. about 140 USD. Yep. But I'm just saying, man, wait on that because I'll give many good examples of consoles that didn't sell very well, that had to, like low sales in the US and are now extremely expensive. And I even retain their value, I should say, because consoles go down. But, you know, the Jaguar being one of them, right? Atari's Jaguar sold under one million hard. And now they're like $300 because guess what? Nobody had a Jaguar. Nobody bought one. People looking for them when they're collectors. So consider all I'm saying is consider a future where kids grew up not with Nintendo, but with PlayStation, that future we're coming to this PlayStation nostalgia and nobody uh bought that interesting console called the vita or the PSTV, and those are going to be two or three hundred four hundred dollars no, cams cams is going to be if we you know what mm -hmm. you know what cam actually has like a warehouse filled with vitas it's true. we just don't know about it and this is all part of his master plan it's all like part of my six plan. years from now he's just going to be sitting on top of like a giant empire that he bought he bought he buys out sony that's what's going to happen yep, i'm going to buy so out sony. cam is going to buy out sony because he sold all of these vitas and he made so much money for he's got like at least 600 so six <laughs> 600 times at least like a thousand because it's Definitely gonna get yeah it's you know that's what's gonna happen I will make a future where the vita 2 exists single-handedly <laughs> speaking so, of the vita guys can i just say real quick that we're not going to really talk about it because it's not in the news story but the uh it just got announced the vita's ending japanese production in 2019 which means the oh vita is shoot officially dead it is officially actually dead so and persona 4 golden <laughs> i'm gonna cry about that later but yeah uh i have beaten the game yeah nice really I, let me rephrase that i've beaten the persona 4 portion of the game yeah okay i've not beaten the golden portion aka the true ending no um, i have apprehended adachi i defeated uh i think it's amino sagiri something like that yeah, yeah. uh evil looking giant eyeball thing yeah. and uh 
Blue Model of Water. And so I've completed that. I've gotten that. I'm currently in the spring section where I, you know, I got to wrap everything up. Uh, and then afterwards, I'm got to, you know, come back and say, something doesn't feel quite right. There's, I think there's a, a very mythological creature around here that might have been messing with me thanks to this addition of the golden version. Did you say you're in the spring session? I'm in spring right now, yes. I'm pretty sure that happens during winter. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, sure that it was January, February that the golden stuff happens because you're at a. Did you go on the ski trip? No. Oh. Uh, right now, I uh, I think I'm like 28th or 29th. Like, I guess I shouldn't say I've beaten the game because there's apparently a whole lot more after you defeat. Like, right now, I'm at the point where I've completed Christmas and all that. So. Yeah. What month are you in, though? Because I'm in uh, spring. I'm thinking endgame. End of uh, December. Oh, okay. You're, yeah. All right. Not spring. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Well, I, I was told <laughs> out there. due to multiple guides, you know, all two of them, uh, of that covered the uh, golden <laughs> that like the uh, main events you'll leave for after spring and then come back during the summer, like June or something like that. And uh, you'll walk around like one last time and you'll talk with everybody and then something that seems yeah. off. That's the very, very end. But the, the last dungeon, the, the thing you're doing, basically the, the Marie tie and the golden tie and it happens during the winter. Okay. All right. Oh boy. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Oh man. So that's my persona front. Uh, hopefully by the uh, next podcast, actually I know by the next pod, uh, episode, uh, I'll have that done. Wrapped it up and Vita can finally go to rest. So Bless that. Skyward Sword, I streamed yesterday, played a bunch of Skyward Sword. I had defeated Gearhim for the second time over at the Fire Sanctuary to the point that I had swung the nunchucks so hard that I destroyed him. I uh, bought a two-pack of nunchucks from uh, Chinese manufacturers, and the first one died within half an hour, and the second one died yesterday, so uh, I've decided, and I ordered it from uh, Nintendo this time through Amazon. It's, they say they're Nintendo. We'll see if that's true. But How much does it cost you? Uh, it's $20 for this nunchuck. Oh, it's not too bad. I mean, it, it's, you know, true the blue. It says it's uh, directly for the Wii. It's licensed by Nintendo at the very least. So maybe not by Nintendo, like, distributed, but it's yeah, a Nintendo at this product, point so. because it's a Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo what, Wii? Yeah. Uh, yes. I think they still sell one. I think they still sell them at GameStop, and also I know Nintendo still sells them because they they keep we they're going to keep we support for quite a bit considering how many are out there. Oh yeah, and I know if I really really wanted to, I could have gone to Walmart. I believe Nyko has like a, a clear see through version of it, but it's like I want actually a Nintendo nunchuck because I had spent a solid twenty minutes trying to catch not twenty minutes about ten minutes trying to catch two birds to uh, upgrade my shield. The problem is, though, with that nunchuck that I had, this third-party nunchuck, it, it, like, I had the stealth towards these birds to swing the net. And this nunchuck had don't move at all or full frontal speed. <laughs> yep. And so I, like, move an, uh, a millimeter. And it's like, Link, please move. And I move another meter, and then he would move slowly. Yes, and then he'd stop. I'm like, okay. Another millimeter, full torpedo speed and just launch her into those birds and just scare them off and it was just frustrating and i was like i had a real nunchuck this wouldn't be a problem let's see if that's true uh it's gonna come on wednesday though so i'm not gonna be playing scabbard sword for the uh, next stream i'll probably play something different we'll see what happens i might have to play some destiny no Ooh. Speaking of Destiny, I've also been playing some Destiny. Boys, this is where we uh, reveal our virtual EP number. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's start from bottom right. up. Okay. Uh, um, so, Nick, considering where you were last week and now this week, how much progress did you make now that you know exactly what to do? A huge amount. 
yeah, uh, okay. ridiculous amount. Like I'm I really pre- happy for you because now we've gotten that confusion out of the way. Right. Uh, I'm obviously going to be the lowest because I was a dummy, for lack of a better term. I'm at 525. Yeah. Uh, second so, person I know is Cam. So Zuma. funny enough, I actually I just hit 530. But what I will say is I looked at Tyler's light and felt cheated because I did everything in the first week and got terrible rolls because so, I, I did not get what I was supposed to get. So um, uh, that's a uh, bad RNG. And also yeah. after the first raid clear, um, which happened um, 18 hours after the raid dropped last week, um, it, it no, a fantastic effort by them. There are three groups that finished it, the first three groups. So uh, so before we go into like the, the stuff, it changed in game. Uh, the raid dropped uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time Friday last week. Um, first group that cleared it were there uh, did it in 18 hours or so the next group did it in about i think 20 hours uh, like shortly after them then the third group did it in 24 hours and two minutes Ooh. now bungie were offering an exclusive emblem for completing it within the first 24 hours the guys that got it two minutes after the 24 hour mark there was a glitch or something happened that put them off by about three minutes oh. so they were so close yeah and this was dado and his team and they are They've done so much for the Destiny community, and everybody's heartbroken for them. But by far the fa- most fantastic raid experience that um, uh, Bungie's ever put out. And the final boss has already been uh, two men. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. Really? Or four oh. men? Oh. Or some uh, I mean, parts have been two men. That's double the firepower. Pick one. I can't remember. Um, I'm. I can tell you for sure that the final boss has been four men. Okay. Um, so people have already been uh, f- doing the good old Destiny things. Yeah. And. Um, so I've once they beat the boss, boss as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Once they beat the boss, it changed things in the game for everybody. Yeah, so which is super new cool. strikes, new missions available that are changing weekly. The Dreaming City, which is one of the new destinations, is changing weekly. And so, along with uh, beating the raid, uh, and this is a smart, this is smart game design. It's now opened up more avenues for people to level up and gain powerful gear, so that people can catch up quick. Mm-hmm. So that's why, uh, that's part of the reason also why uh, Tyler, you were able to catch up so quick to uh, get up. Right, to five, it five, wasn't five. my hard work or anything. No, I mean it was your hard work, but there are now more avenues, more sources of yeah. getting uh, powerful gear. Yeah, because so there's only to help speed up the process. There's only so much, like so many bounties you can get for powerful gear, and if we both did all of them, and so what I was looking back is like, man, at the end of my first week, I was five. 17 or 520 or something like that and i was like oh i got jilted super hard <laughs> i mean in my defense i had not touched the uh, dreaming city in terms of the uh, weeklies because i couldn't do it now granted the one weekly i did get to do was in conjunction with camp doing the uh week two ascendant challenge yep. i still haven't gotten anything done uh for the weeklies uh this week or last week beyond that so everything i got huh. gear wise was from the dailies and weeklies you know that you <laughs> see from the directory as you suggested I'm at 5.30 with half my weeklies done. <laughs> oh, no. You're going to pass me somehow. Well, no. If I'm all, like, 100% caught up right now in terms of that besides the Dreaming City. So yeah. there's unless I get exotic Ingrams, or, you know, not exotic, but prime Ingrams uh, dropping left and right here from continuing playing, I don't see any way of me catching up to you unless oh, I... Uh, I thought you said you've done none of your weeklies. Just... No, I've done all of them. Okay, okay. I mean, I got bounties and some, uh, you know, I can do the tough bounties like for the Iron Banana ones I could do, but there's no way I'm going to get that at my level because unlike Crucible, Iron uh, Banner uh, does not, you know, power scale you. It's uh, you come as you are. So yeah. you know, Mr. 518 that tried it versus the you know level 560s that just yep, yep. away, it's like I was a noob. 
But, yeah, all uh, my uh, all my crucible weapons are lower, so I was playing Iron Banana at 520, so it was a bit of a tr- uh, struggle for me too. Well, speaking of numbers, I'm at 525. Cam said I'm just at 530. Nick, hi. What are you at, buddy? Um, I believe I hit 544 or 546 last week Ooh. as my max. Ooh. Yeah, and I've, mind you, I've not been playing much except for the first two weeks, so it's not. It's not difficult, really. 546. 546.3 is the exact number. It's not number. difficult. You just got to get good and play. You just got to, yeah. Because I'm feeling, oh, I'm sitting over here feeling like, is it not just RNG as well be- with the rolls themselves? Because, like, I know there is the bug still where some things will drop below your current equip stuff, which I yes. saw. So, um, some of them, uh, they're different tiers for the drops, and some of them drop just the one light level above your yeah. actual your most, most and so mine. when you get shafted on those drops like i've been getting weapons uh f- for the longest time for the last yesterday uh all my weapons are at 542 yep. all the prime and gra- not the prime engrams all the powerful gear that i've been dropping that were weapons were all 542 because my highest combination was 541 yep. so because my weapons were the highest at 542 yep. i was getting 542 weapons yeah i was having that i keep on getting helmets and titan marks and mm-hmm. they're usually when they do upgrade they're just one above and yeah, yeah one or two above uh, yeah so so it's like the powerful stuff like the daily powerful gear will not give you a big increase but it's the weekly so if you're yeah. done with them you're kind of like well now it's kind of the slow grind the slow burn so because i had everything to do like yesterday and i did all my weeklies yesterday i went up from 541 to 546. yeah cool, cool. Um, awesome yeah all right uh let's see is there anything else we want to talk about with destiny 2. i'm all set actually i have something i want to talk about with destiny 2. hey, hey tyler are you free tonight <laughs> Don't tell me you you haven't done it yet. Uh, the ascended challenge, no. I also uh, I, I need to do a couple other things too that I I could use backup on. Not backup, it, but I I need to do the um. You need a warm body so you can actually do it while I uh, distract them. Yeah, I also need to do the strikes with somebody with the same subclass, and I can't guarantee that online. I only want to do three strikes, so. Uh, like uh, with the strikes in particular, uh, I think they force it to everybody has to play as solar. So. Oh really? No. Well, Oh no! So I just got lucky when I did that with Randos. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, no, no, actually, no. You did not get lucky because I believe. Uh, uh, did you do them yesterday? Uh, sure. Uh, because um, uh, it's been Solar Singe, so yes. it would make sense uh, why uh, oh, using Solar right subclasses. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, but really, because I like playing Nova Warp, I would go into Void subclass in a Solar uh, Solar Burn. So. Yeah. Oh, I just mentioned I did actually get my second seed uh, finally for the subclasses. Nice, so, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, tier two or tier three, Blindwell? Tier three. Tier three, yeah. So tier three is guaranteed. Tier two, there's a chance. And yeah. me and my uh, friend got really lucky and we got it of our first completion of a tier two. Nice. I think I've yeah. done tier two ten times and I didn't get one then. So right. Yeah, right now I'm trying to farm. Like, someone told me, or a guide is like, you can actually buy the Tinshire of the Queen. I'm like, the heck? Yeah. I'd have to look to see where it is. Like, what's the cost it's, for that? Um, it's a it's a secret vendor. It's um, Hugh, like Hugh Garner oh, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it costs 50, no, it's 25 or 50 Baron Bows, I think. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know how many of those I have, but uh, like I, I was just doing random events to see if I could get one to drop. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be down for that. We can cool. Check yeah, in. much later tonight because I got to go do something. But after that, I need to do the Ascendant Challenge. Did you do it yet? Just a heads up. Me? No. I know what it is. It's okay. a... Apparently, it's uh, jumping a bunch of platforms while dodging sniper fire and then fighting yep. the boss at the top. That's There's only not about two or three snipers. That's not the hard yeah. part. I went into it solo, but fortunately, because of my high light level, I was able to do it, I think, on the third try mm-hmm. uh, because I did get booped off quite a few times. Yep. But, 
fucked up. It's it's a fight. It's the fight that got me. The platforming I was able to figure out and handle. I know an optimal path now. I'm all set with that. But the oh, boss, you've tried it. Oh yeah, I tried a bunch. But I got to the boss and he was just too high for like I was doing damage, but he would one hit me or two hit me, and so it was just too tough to try and whittle that down and then have to platform every time to get back there. Ooh, okay. Well, I will yep. try to farm up a couple of tinctures and then we can uh, give that a shot. Then sounds good. All right. Then, if that's the case, we're done talking about our the video games we've been playing. That means we're on to what could easily be one of our final sections of this uh, this uh, particular little moment here. Well, I haven't memorialized the video yet, so we do have that as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we do have the next part, which uh, for those who uh, have figured out, it is the Nick Switch Initiative, where we have uh, Cam as the quizzer and Nick as the usual quizzee. And myself as uh, some sort of uh, elusive backup, which usually doesn't work out ever when it comes to <laughs> Cam quizzing, because uh, let's be real here. So, Cam, take it away. Tell me about it. What's going on here? All right. So this week we're going to be doing Pokemon spinoff games. And funny enough, I actually Oof. didn't even send the Wikipedia article until yesterday, and I didn't end up sending one at all. Instead, I sent him a list of spinoff games and told him I'd go easy on him. A so, list. Yep. Yeah, funny enough, though, some of the spinoff games weren't on that list, which is a little bizarre. So I added those as well uh, and told Nick about that. But I'm not too bad. This is a, not an easier quiz, but I you know, kept in mind with the fact that I'm, you're not going to have to look at 30 different Wikipedia pages and kept it to the overall series and maybe a quick cursory, cursory glance at the, each page would help you out here. I also do have a couple bonus questions if you want to get harder, because I personally felt like it might be too easy. But okay. with that all being said, you have two assists from Tyler and I can start whenever you are ready. I am ready. Whatever happens, happens, right? Yep, whatever happens, happens. Let's do it. So, first one is going to be a true or false. So, true or false, the Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy has a sequel that was only released in Japan. True or false? And uh, my glasses are flashing wildly for this, uh, but uh, I'll let you guys uh, decide that. Um, so, the the sequel to the Pokemon trading card game that came up for the Game Boy has a sequel that only released in Japan. True or false? Yes. Yes, That's true or false. Um, I have no idea. I'm going to say true. Okay. It's 50-50. Is that your final answer? Yes, sir. You got it. <laughs> Absolutely right. The only reason why I know is because Cam played it. I was playing it on My- Pokemon card game. <laughs> Die Rocket Sanjo. <laughs> I mean, All it right. did technically come out over here with a fan translation. Yeah, well, it didn't release in retail. So. That's true. That's true. All right, Nick. Next up. What is the most recent Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game? Um, uh, Pokemon, uh, was it Ultimate or Super? It was Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Super. All right, is that your final answer? Yes. Say my lenses remain translucent at this point. There's no flashing here. No flashing at all? No. Um, I'm going to give that to you, I think, because it's called Super Mystery Dungeon, and you said Mystery Dungeon Super. So I think I think it's fair. I'll give that one to you. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you point okay. nine points. Yeah, point nine, point nine. There, maybe maybe point five, point nine. You might have to work for it later. Okay. Okay. Next up, Nick. Pokemon Channel was released. Sorry, Pokemon Channel was released on which system? Did you just try doing that with the Japanese accent? No, I it was released for a watch. I, I, I slurred um, a little bit because re- released on which got me into released. That's okay. I, I'm terrible <laughs> at English, so I, I have no place trying to criticize you. Can you repeat the question for my sake, though? Sure. <laughs> Pokemon Channel was released on which system? And just to give you some hints here, Pokemon Channel is the sequel to Hey You Pikachu, which released on the Nintendo 64. 
So I think we talked about this last week. I talked. I remember this. you talked about this last <laughs> week, which is this. why I went and looked it up because I'd never heard of them. Cool. But I'm I'm cool. kind of sure that the Pokemon Challenge came out on the GameCube. All right, is that your final answer? Yes. Easy win for you, Nick. That's three right there. Let's keep going. Let's nice. let's keep it going. Keep, going. keep it going. Right. I have, so funny enough, I have like nine questions. Just cause. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. Let's get it. Next up. <laughs> next up. The Mystery Dungeon series debuted on which Nintendo Nintendo woo, Nintendo handheld? Now, there is a, there's a somewhat trick to this question, so I'm asking you, the Mystery Dungeon series debuted on which Nintendo handheld, the earliest Nintendo handheld it debuted on? The so oldest they, Nintendo handheld. It deb- theoretically, debuted. you might be referencing maybe Japan versus American release, or? Not that, necessarily, but okay. there is something else, which I'll clarify if he gets it or not. So okay. I'm just asking you, which handheld did it debut on? The original DS. I'm just going to go with that. All right. Final answer. Yes, sir. That is incorrect, but also semi-correct. So here's the problem. I did specify oldest because it released simultaneously on the DS and Game Boy Advance with two separate versions. Oh, yeah. Okay. I need to fail simultaneously. Wouldn't wasn't he at well, least that's why I specified yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh, OK. So, yeah. but, OK, well, that's fair. That's yep, fair. Yep, yep. But that's OK. You're pretty much. These are all for funsies now. Yeah, you already yeah. got it. Uh, next up in the Rumble series, Pokemon represented by what? Wait, oh, what? I've... Pokemon are not Pokemon in the Rumble series. They're represented by what? So they're not creatures. They're something else. I have no... WWE no. Wrestling Champion. The Rumble. <laughs> no. All right. It looks like no answer here. So the answer is toys. Figurines. Uh, I was going to say candy. Jeez. Candy. Oh, well, no. Close. Close. All right. So I have three, three more here. These are okay. very difficult. And okay. uh, you guys can tag team these if you want to just for fun. Okay. Yay. All right. You, this useful. one, I hope you know. Uh, what Pokemon spinoff is a crossover with the Nobunaga's Ambition series? Ah, uh, uh, as as uh, Tyler or or Cam have said so in the in in the previous uh, quizzes, glasses flashing wildly, and I push them up further up my nose. You activated uh, my trap card. Pokemon Conquest. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, nice. it is. All right, all right. Victory right through your cards, Yuki boy. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> name the three regions the Ranger series take place in. Um, I can tell you one of them is Fior, for okay. sure. You got one. Um, Alma? Almia. Yeah, I'll take it. Sure. Okay. Um, and something with an O, I yes. want to say. You're there. Um, Oran? Like, okay. Not Oran. Oran. No, thinking, you're, I think you're thinking Ore from Coliseum. Um, you're getting there, too, but Oblivia. Oblivia. Oh. Okay. Oblivia. Yeah. Ooh. All right, final question. Who develops the Mystery Dungeon series? What company develops the Mystery Dungeon series? Huh. The answer is not Nintendo. Just, just so. Uh, I, oh, really? <laughs> I, I would never have guessed. Um, I mean, they just worked on Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. I thought they were pro Nintendo, but oh, <laughs> darn. Um, I actually have no idea. Tyler, do you have any idea? Me? Oh, not a clue. I've not touched the game <laughs> in my life. I have no idea. If I were to take a wild guess, I would have said Square Enix because they're working with Chocobo, but... <laughs> uh, Mystery Dungeon has actually been a long-running series beyond just Pokemon or Chocobo, cr- Chocobo crossovers, um, but the answer is Spike Chunsoft for oh, Pokemon okay. Mystery Dungeon. That's all right. Cool. That's all I got. I just had a bunch of questions for you. Good there job. You, there I you mean, go, Nick. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You do You're- it. You're a winner. A winner is you. Yeah. Oh, you sound so enthused right now. What's going on, <laughs> yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of okay. Yeah, it was okay. I can make okay. it harder if you want. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say no. You can't. 
<laughs> uh, to, to the, okay, never mind. Oh, I can't, can I? No, Are you not sure to about you. that. Yeah. No, I, I just meant uh, that's what she said, but yeah. I realized I'm going down a terrible rabbit hole. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that is that. I believe that would put you at, what were you at? 215? 219? I don't something remember. Like I can't count through the bottle. I can play the guess how much. 235? Like something like that. So we're either we're either between 235 and 255. I think it's a little earlier. I think it's like I think 230s are max now. I think because I think we hit 200 recently. And then there was only one week maybe in between well, that. I remember specifically we hit 195 and I said if you hit 295, I'll pay the rest. And then we got one, so it should be at 215 215 right and then 235 235 okay and we'll talk more about that later in regards to uh nick and his beloved future switch and all that stuff all right so we have a topic of the show this just happened overnight and a lot of people are probably going to be covering it however i felt like it was something we should uh give attention to and that is the talk about telltale games yeah Um, I'm sorry, before uh, we actually go into this, uh, I went to a networking event the other day where I met people from Bandai Namco and EA Games. Ooh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so I met uh, a lady from Bandai Namco. She'd only been working there as a game designer for about nine months. And I, I didn't really use it as a chance to be like, hey, I play video games. I'm a content creator. You should, We should work together. No, I just wanted to find out because there's really not... And I talked about this when I went for the XDS Summit, the External Developers Summit as well, that there's not enough representation of people who actually work in the industry. Um, and so I was just asking, like, r- literally all I did for, like, the 30 minutes we talked was tell me about what you do, right? Yep. And what you guys do here. So they're a small studio, and they work exclusively here based in Vancouver, and they work exclusively on... Um, uh, what do you call it? Tech and mobile. Yeah. Oh, okay. So All I was right. just asking her about, you know, what the work cycle is like, and what do you have to do? You know, how? What's kind of like the process when you're pushing out content updates, stuff like that. And then my final question, which I really didn't think of until the end, was, what kind of work ethics do they impose on you from like Japan, from the Japanese headquarters? Yeah. And I can't remember too much, but she's like, it's it's kind of strict, but it makes things work, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just. Um, very interesting and, I, and I'm sure this is the same for any kind of like large corporation that has you know bases internationally but it's interesting to see how much of a um, effect that uh, the the home office has on their you know Vancouver based yeah. office but still allows them enough freedom where they can kind of do their own thing mm-hmm. but they, there are still like really clear strict expectations and that strict um, like that that amazing Japanese work ethic comes through through all their meetings and she was talking about how all of their meetings take forever because um, they'll have you know the Japanese people and then there'll be them and so they have translators just yeah. constantly going back and forth um, so that yeah. was interesting then I met too is just in general that like whenever we're talking about video game industry uh, Nintendo of America Sony of America you know Sega of America Bandai Namco Entertainment US all of them are beholden to their home offices so they are not independent they're not completely independent they all answer to the big boy back home yeah. so that's something to keep in mind in terms of when you do see weird stuff and it's like huh somebody operating in North America should know this or know better than this sometimes it's a Japanese decision yeah um, and then I met a guy from who works at EA. EA has a really big studio here in Vancouver. And really? this is, uh, and this is all I'm gonna say. Um, he's a he was I've a developer. Been... He's a developer. Um, he probably has no yeah, little to no say about stakeholder decisions. And so he was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might actually get a chance to uh, visit the studio 
uh, do a little bit of a walkabout and talk uh, with a few people. But um, he works on the Ultimate Team, uh, FIFA Ultimate Team. Um, um, but more so like the visuals, the animations, the design yeah, stuff. That's that's um, exactly, if we're going to talk honestly, EA games, developers are never responsible for anything. It's generally the publishers. Got to say that right now. But uh, that's probably the worst place you want to yeah. be. Yeah, no, it was easy. Controversy he's, in the he middle. He started talking about yeah. the kind of hate mail he receives. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for him. Why did oh, you yeah. kill Dead Space, man? Just anything. Well, because you have to keep in mind, too, the, the ultimate team, the ultimate team is, I think, exactly what people are worried about in Europe regarding loot boxes and straight yep. starting criminal investigations about. Yep. So, um, he's right there. But he but he does specifically like the the, the mechanics of yeah, ultimate yeah. team. Um, and he was telling me about some of the kind of hate mail that he received and not exclusively from like the FIFA fan base. Mm -hmm. It carries over from the Battlefront fan base yeah. as well uh, when that fiasco happened. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, otherwise it was a really it was really it was really fun to talk about because FIFA has such a big place in the Middle East and so we were talking about that how I grew up with it well not grew up I started playing FIFA only in about 2010 but still how it has a surprising surprisingly big space how it's growing in North America slowly but steadily kind of growing um, and then we talked about how there was a FIFA tournament at Guardian Con. I was talking to him about Guardian Con, um, how I met one of the bigger YouTube FIFA YouTubers, and it was just a fun conversation overall. Overall, and uh, yeah, no, that's that's all I had to say. Yeah. I actually have one too, since I totally forgot about it, but we're talking about this uh, next weekend. I actually got press passes with some of my friends through into the video game to go hit up Boston FIG Fest, which is an indie game festival in Boston. So I'm going to be covering that next weekend. Okay, awesome. Awesome. I'm still stuck on the idea of, because uh, I, I know I kind of joked about Dead Space there for a second. Uh, for those who don't know, Dead Space was developed by Visceral Games, uh, owned by EA, got dissolved after Dead Space 3 after a while, and uh, got uh, assimilated into EA Vancouver as well as uh, EA Montreal. So I wonder, because there's like, I would say 80 to 100 people in Visceral, how many of those people went to uh, Vancouver? And whether or not, uh, you know, they're still there. And I like how big do you think EA Vancouver is? I actually have no idea, and I didn't ask him about it, but it is one of the larger ones here. I know the Coalition has um, 150 or 200 people, and I think it's a prob EA is probably around that number here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. So uh, let's talk again a little bit, put the focus back towards Telltale, because speaking of uh, companies and uh, developers that got... <sighs> Falling apart, taking down, making their announcements, laying people off. Uh, Telltale is uh, officially been announced to uh, that it's it's closing. Telltale Games is uh, closing down, and uh, there's been talks of uh, as small as 90 people to as much as 180 people have been uh, laid off. They're now uh, jobless and they need to find a job. And uh, there's only 25 people left there. People thought originally it was for to work on one of the games that's currently in progress, but in fact, it was for the Minecraft story mode project for Netflix. <laughs> so any game that you were hoping to come out uh, through Telltale Games, uh, i.e. the rest of the final Walking Dead season Telltale Games, and uh, other games such as Stranger Things and, uh, sorry, well, Stranger Things, isn't that a, a Netflix show? Is that it a is. game? They announced they were working on a game for it, but that's now canceled. Mm. Yeah, and but they're also, I know somebody is finishing Walking Dead because originally they thought the 25 skeleton crew was going to finish Walking Dead last season since they're on the final season. But I think it might be outsourced now, but somebody's finishing last, um, the Walking Dead. I did hear that. Okay. I mean, yeah. good for them, I suppose. It's just, this was sudden for me. I, I, I saw a random tweet yesterday 
about somebody saying, hey, just so you know, if uh, if you need a uh, an environmental artist, uh, I'm your person because I just got laid off. I'm like, oh, that sucks. You know, that sucks laid off, laid off, is, uh, laid off is a nice way of putting it. Um, it was closer to 200 people that just got the axe without any severance. So yep. it was actually like really, really crappy on um, Telltale's part. But uh, this is probably not uncommon in the industry where people are forced to work overtime to meet uh, deadlines and to push games out. But there's no actual contract say, saying or like there's no actual protection that they'll actually get paid the money that they owe. Yep. And without any kind of unionization, they didn't actually have a chance. They don't actually have a chance. There's a lot of people who are not going to get the severance that they deserve, who are actually, you know, have families and they're going to struggle to make ends meet because this is also the Bay Area and San Francisco. Yep. So rent is very high, no jobs, no income. And now they're all scr- uh, scrambling to find jobs. So they're all probably going to have to relocate. So don't work overtime, and, folks, unless you're getting paid for it. Yeah, no kidding. It's probably better in the long run because things like this will happen. Mm, yeah, no, and definitely. And, you know, I heard I've heard about the stories for a while. I think I did a report maybe a year ago on some troubles they were having, financial troubles with Telltale. But I did hear the crunch was very severe there, that micromanagement was there, very severe. And it overall was not a good work environment uh, just in general. So over at TTG? Yeah, over at Telltale. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you, you hear it. You can sort of see, you can't really see it. You can somewhat see it if you really look. Like, if you hear that news, then you can look at the games and put it together because the realistic scenario with the games is even from the first Walking Dead, they really never worked on their engine. They never really fixed a lot of the issues. They kind of just pumped out games. Like, they pumped out games, they pumped out stories, but they didn't fix many of the issues intrinsic with their model of game, which was, you know, innovative at the time and very interesting. But they didn't move past that. And it seems like there was a lot of micromanagement and overtime and crunch work getting paid. People were strung out and the overall it's not a good environment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so just to clarify, here's some numbers. Uh, 250, 250 people have been laid off. Uh, nobody got any kind of severance. Their health care will only last for another week. Oh. Um, employees were on contract and they can't qualify for unemployment. Yeah. Um, because they weren't right. technically direct employees. Of I the know game. about that yeah. one. Yeah. If you're on contract, unless you pay into the state, um, what's it called, unemployment fund uh, separately, you don't get unemployment. Because I'm a contract worker, so. Yeah. So that's what's happening with Telltale right now. 250 people um, got the X. A lot of them, even uh, some of them, even joined as early as a week ago. Mm. Wow. Yep. Yeah. No. That that's is... that's. Um, oh, is it? Has it been an hour? Uh, yeah, that's real shitty. That's real fucking shitty. <laughs> and it just kind of reminds me of the uh, we talked about the Blazinski situation a while back where the similar thing happened where people weren't told and they were fired on the spot, basically. And that same sort of thing where it's like as a company, it's also your duty to know when you're about to go under, uh, yeah. let people prepare. And even to some extent, I know in Japan they do this, but uh, there's a social obligation of some sort to help people find new jobs in Japan. It's, it's morality yeah. and ethics as well. Why would you hire somebody? With and a week, knowing yeah. that you could like run out of money in a week. Right? I don't know. That's as, uh, that's uh, as a person who's you know talking about this 55 minutes in, this is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's all right. It's all right. Who cares? Um, <laughs> no, because uh, like you also have to think about it, uh, like putting aside the video games from and like the ethics and morality of like what's happening here is something else and i'm a lot of people feel like they have to work overtime at a new ish job (laughs) because otherwise they feel like that's the only way they could survive or keep their job but you everybody's well within their rights to sell themselves on how much they think they're worth and work as long as they think they're going to get paid for right now i understand 
this is all situational and this is me speaking from the point of view of never actually having worked like a proper job but you know if if you have to make ends meet so on and so on but unless they can especially in today's day uh, like the way the world is today if they can't guarantee you that they can they're not going to pay you overtime yeah. or that they can't pay you overtime don't do it well, it's honestly, yeah, away from the video game world, I am in that space right now. And a lot of my friends are starting out in, you know, their office jobs because a lot of people did tech and that sort of thing. And uh, I constantly am telling them, like, not to work overtime and that sort of thing because at the current situation we're in, it's funny enough that sometimes it's worse off to be salaried sometimes, as I joke with them, because the second somebody gets salaried, they don't get paid, like, the overtime specifically because they're on a salary. And right. then we'll start asking them to come in six days a week. And I've seen that happen a couple of times and just been like, no, just, just say yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah. Base it off of like 40, 50 hours and yeah. suddenly they get slammed to 70 and it's like no they expected to because you're the boss technically that <laughs> yeah. you're being told yeah. what to do. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not saying don't work Try hard. Me. Yeah. It's, if, it's, if you're in a startup and you're really passionate about it, then then the context like changes. We're talking about specific, yeah. specific situations. But here in a situation like this where um, the uh, the... Uh, publishing company or the stakeholders have placed such strict deadlines that you know you can't meet but you have to meet anyway so you're forced to work overtime mm -hmm. uh, they can do something to themselves that i can't say for another three minutes i'm guessing yeah no i agree <laughs> i agree completely oh no we're free range yeah. nick go ahead yeah <laughs> they can go fuck themselves really no honestly and i think i think it's beyond any sort of i don't even think it's too political to say it but i don't think there's really any politics tied up in the fact that you should get paid for your work like yeah. i think that's that's pretty apolitical i feel like and you know there's circumstances notwithstanding of course volunteer work all that stuff but it's pretty universal to say yep if you work a certain hours and you're promised a certain pay you should get that you yeah. should probably get that i 100 agree with that like uh this is me talking about a previous job i know i don't want to be hired back by them but uh as a truck driver who gets paid by the miles and i'm used to doing let's say a 500 mile trip you know as long as i'm driving i get paid yeah. But suddenly they tell me I got to pick up a backhaul that's going to take three and a half hours that I got to be awake for. Well, if I'm backing up to a dock and I got to sit there for three and a half hours while they think things through, I'm not getting paid for that. Mm -hmm. I'm doing extra work for free. So anytime they told me I had to do a backhaul, it was just infuriating. It's like, why? I'm not getting paid for this. Yep. What, I'm going to get, what, $15 for the stop if I'm lucky? And then yeah. they hit you with that. Is this really about the money? Like, fuck yeah, it's about the money. Yeah. No, it's also about my time. Like, realistically, if they let me screw yeah. off and play my Vita for three hours, sure, fine. But if they don't and they want me to be attentive and actually work during that period of time, pay me. Pay me. Okay, I mean, I agree. I to clock in, clock out. I don't do any work outside of work. To be fair, I use that time to become a Let's Player in the back of my truck. So. Oh, okay. You know, I uh, did a lot of recording on my computer, so, you know, I made it work. I wasn't mm -hmm. too upset, but I was still upset because it's like I could actually be making money and, you know, getting on with my life, not pretending that this is okay. And nowadays, since I'm paid by the hour and I, whenever I do backhauls, I just sit there and play Persona 4 Golden sounds and get optimal. paid for it. So, yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. optimal to me. <laughs> so, um, so just to like sort of reel it back in from all of the ethics and the moralities, um, any, any speculation as to why why they failed like putting aside like maybe marketing and all of these other reasons is it just a sign towards like these kinds of games not doing well i you know i do think that that visual novels they are semi-visual novels they're somewhat adventure games as well but visual no novels are not a large audience uh, they're usually made on a shoestring budget these were a little bit larger budget and when it happened the first couple times it was very big right but it was very clear early on that telltale started to have to rely on big ips like minecraft like uh you know 
you know, Wolf, I'll say this, Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead were, I think, their heyday, of course. But when they started having to rely on Batman, starting having to rely on Minecraft, Stranger Things, and all these other things, Borderlands, for example, they're really just kind of latching onto a series that aren't the same type of gameplay as those series themselves. And people do care about gameplay, even though we talk right, so much right. about plot. And I don't think there's much of a market for it, for one. And also, I think just in terms of pure advertising, uh, I definitely don't think they, they, not that they did enough because it is video games. I don't like to see inflated advertising budgets, but considering what they're working with, they could have afforded more. So for example, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Why not have a preview for that game in your movie showing? Right? No, I don't have a promo for it during the movie or something like that. Do you um, really want to, though? It's like, I do, but I think that would be optimal for them. Check out all these save glitches. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I think it was partly, yeah, they didn't have a market. They didn't innovate after making their, their big breakthrough with Walking Dead. And uh, clearly, it was not a good corporate culture as well. And also, I'm not going to lie, I it, these kinds of games never had my interest, but a big part of the reason why these particular line of games, uh, like the Telltale games, was purely the art style. It was the same kind of reused art style for everything, and I f that really struck me as lazy. Yep. No, um, like I, like ooh, I didn't say, they didn't statement. No, no, talking to company that's dead because if, now. No, because if they're gonna if they're gonna do like you know partner with the bigger brands or rely on these bigger IPs, they could at least kept the art style somewhat similar to create like a stronger visual language and show that this this is related to this game in some way. But here we have this very it was like the very borderlines like comicy outline for every single one of their games. Yeah, yeah, because they were just really that's what I said. They they were really just reusing their engine. Um, um, reusing the not not their assets necessarily but the basis for some of that and uh, didn't really innovate and uh, that was one part of it but i do think it was also definitely a market part of it where i don't think they were for i don't know what their budgets looked like in terms of how exactly down to the number big they were minimal but guaranteed. visual novels are very very small budgets generally yeah, and, and also i don't mean to like trash talk the uh, art directors and developers i'm sure that they wanted to do what they wanted of to course. do as well they always do they're people of their profession, and I'm sure they wanted to make a Batman Telltale game that looked like a Batman game. Mm -hmm. But then here they were like the the businessman who knows nothing about video games. Them, like yeah. this is what's gonna work because it worked the first three times, so we're gonna make it work the next six times. Yep, yep. No, it's dangerous, dangerous game. Publishers, just in general, right? Uh, an evil necessity, I would say. <laughs> much as I do want to criticize, and it's perfectly understandable, the uh, the top dogs at the company, I do want to, from an emotional standpoint, send out my uh, heartfelt sympathies to the hundreds of people that did lose their jobs yes. for that. Because yes. much as we you know can explain why uh, the big guys did wrong, it's not the big guys that are losing out in the end. Oh. It's it's these you know hundreds. There is there people. is a list out there of um, uh, video game developers that have job op openings somewhere out on Twitter. So uh, you know. Like, yes, I believe it was like shared. hashtag uh, TTG developers yeah. or something yeah. like that. What I would say is exactly that, actually, is that the video game industry so far recently has been very good at picking up talent when studios go under. Um, they like to stay like, inclusive within themselves in that way. Uh, we saw that when, you know, Cliff Blazinski's Endeavor went down with Bosky and all that stuff. Uh, they picked up a lot of the, uh, different people, like a lot went back to Epic Games, a lot moved around. But uh, hopefully these people all get picked up. So Same. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for now. Uh, there's been updates here and there, but we pretty much covered it all. And quite frankly, I don't know what else uh, that can be said unless there's like an emergency merger that could happen or something like that. But uh, yeah. at this point, uh, I don't know if IPs can be picked up at this point. Yeah, it I don't may know. Be, but it, it's, uh, it's a big old cesspool right now. So I don't know if it can be touched on uh, from a legal standpoint. 
Bungie's looking for six art people for their team and four engineers. One hey, game designer, it. one audio person, one IT guy, and six business operation people. Go to I wonder Bungle. what for. Go to Bungle. <laughs> oh, well, actually, well, we, we talked about this months ago. They partnered with, uh, they got a cash infusion, infusion from, uh, was it Tencent? Or a different Chinese gaming company? For about I have no idea. Dollars. I thought we said it was different. Because I thought we said it wasn't Tencent because we were worried it was Tencent. Not Tencent. It was another company. I can't remember. Yeah, the net company. ease or something like something that. Something like maybe. that, but $100 yeah. million dollars to work on a new IP, so. Mm. Right, right. Was that NetEase? I think that was NetEase. Hold on. Might be NetEase, yeah. yeah. Yep, it was. NetEase. Bungie gets a $100 million investment from Chinese gaming company NetEase. Yeah. yeah. Bless them. Right. Awesome. Right. Hopefully that doesn't go towards uh, Forsaken. <laughs> Certainly not, right? No. <laughs> Those no, they're making it new. I, I, wouldn't, with I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, I mean, for me. For uh, I do have a question I want to put up for you guys. Uh, just I, I know we talked a lot about Destiny 2. I just want a couple yeah. less questions. Uh, this one's first one is towards uh, Cam. Cam, uh, when you're downloading that Tuesday patch, does it take two minutes for you to download and two hours to install, or is that yep. just okay? So copying, that is copying, copying. So uh, I don't know if uh, you can do that with PS Plus in sleep mode, and that just chugs it on through. But that is a nightmare. Like yeah, and funny enough, like actually, but yeah, funny enough, I actually hit. I logged back in right directly after the restart, and I saw some weird stuff, dude. It oh, logged man. me in, and all my weeklies were gone except for a flashpoint on Titan, which is not this week's flashpoint. And there were treasure maps, Titan treasure maps, strewn around. Ooh. I, I like. I logged out immediately because I was Welcome like, no, I want my back weeklies. To the war mine. Yeah. But I saw some stuff while I was in there during the reset. I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> what's this?" Super yeah, secret. Took forever. And the uh, the final question I have: uh, dance moves from uh, Tess Everest. I have not seen a new dance move appear in her store. How often does that change, Nick? In Cam, I'm pretty sure it refreshes weekly. Whatever her stock is, I've um, got. I've been like, I got it. The uh, you know the dab dance. Yeah. And it's been in that store. You know, for the past couple of weeks, I'm waiting for the change, and it has not changed for me yet. And I'm how much does it cost? Uh, I think a thousand, like eight hundred or a thousand bright dust. Yeah, I can do that. And also, I just learned this: Uh, if you don't like all your ghost shells, you can cash those in for uh, the bright dust. So sparrows, Mm -hmm. um, oh, sparrows too. Okay, yeah, sparrows, ships, um, any shader that you get from uh, Eververse can also be dismantled for um, bright dust. Yep, and some for shards. And then if you do the bounties, yeah. Yeah, so the legendary ones that you get through normal gameplay is for shards, but then the legendary ones that come from Eververse are for Bright Dust. Um, any bounties that you can pick up from Tess, they give you Bright Dust. Yeah. And so I get all those Bright Dust, but no dance moves to buy, and it's upsetting. It's like, why won't you change Well, mind you, though, the, we're only the start of Season 4, and I got all the emos from Season 3 just by playing the game normally. I didn't buy yeah. a single one from uh, Tess. So just give it a few weeks, and you'll eventually have all of them. Sweet. I mean, if she wants to switch it sometime, I'd be happy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would love to have a chance. I don't like, I know, I think it's like a, the lottery chance for the holding the rooster thing, the super rare, legendary, right, exotic, right, the exotic one. Yeah, I am. But I just, I just, I wanted the new dance because I was sick of this weird slow dance. Like, I'm very moving. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went from that to like full meme monster to like, dun, 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 dun. and that's like, it's funny, but I just want, you know, like, Give me a tap dance or something. I need that dance. What, the dab dance? Yeah, I need it. Oh, it's funny. That's a, that's a dance that came back from uh, D1. Good, I need it. <laughs> that's right. I think it's called the old school dance or something yeah. like that. Bringing back the old school. All right. I think that's it. Let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about the game releases coming out this week because there's a couple of good hitters. A couple of uh, uh, hitters, I guess you could say. 
Uh, first one is coming out on September 25th. Uh, let's see. That is actually what day of the week? That Tuesday, is a sure. Tuesday. Yep. So for those listening to the podcast, that's going to be out tomorrow. Uh, for that, it is Bulgaria Chronicles 4. Yeah. Yes. Generally, or- just so everybody knows, generally game releases are Tuesday, Friday. Uh, there's not many games that break that trend. So. All right. All right. And uh, that's PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Mm-hmm. So important question: What's the uh, best uh, console to get this on? Um, for me, I tell myself probably, PS4. I mean, personally, I'd say Switch because it's portable. That's yes. usually my go-to. But I'm just um, worried about like uh, power limitations. I yeah. mean, the Volcano Chronicles doesn't seem too crazy, but I feel like uh, I, I like I don't know about FPS because, as I'm constantly reminded, if I play anything that's on PS4 or any other console and the PC. I should be immediately FPS shamed for enjoying the game that I'm playing. Yeah. Uh, as you know, required. Let's see. Coming out, coming out, and I say this in quotations, Mark. I'm assuming it is. The Walking Dead, the final season, episode two by Telltale <laughs> Taint Games, oh. is coming out on the uh, same stuff uh, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and Switch, also on Tuesday. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> is it though? And it, it feels like it's going to give it like a completely different feeling to it. It's like this could be it, possibly. Yeah, and also definitely if they do, if they do finish it, however they do that, it will definitely feel rushed. I'm sure. Like there'll definitely be something in there that's like, ooh, that was that was a quick wrap up, wasn't it? Yikes! It's like oh, I'm an important character for at least two more episodes. Oh, yeah. he's dead. That's yep, awkward. Jeez. See, coming out on the 27th, I got two games for you: Life is Strange Two, Episode One. So uh, Square Enix, I believe it is, uh, is finally going to be working on episode one. We got, well, they already worked on it, I hope. It's uh, going to be coming out soon this week for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. No Switch this time. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And also Towerfall, who uh, decided to say screw it to every other console and came up for the Switch. There but I, I believe that is a Steam to Switch kind of game. So take that for it, do what you will. Uh, the 28th, uh, we also have two games. Uh, one, which I'm very hesitant to announce because I strongly recommend against it, Dragon Ball Fighter Z coming out for the Switch. Oh, would you recommend against it because of the frame rate? I uh, More for the server lag. Oh, but yeah. Also yeah. the frame rate. Uh, I mean, I recommend playing it. But play it on the PC or the PS4. Uh, I will say this. All I'll say about the Switch version is that if you pre-order it, you get Super Butoden, which was a SNES game, um, a Dragon Ball Z SNES game. And that's the only way to get that. Right. We or a Super Famicom game. But from, that's the only uh, way to get that. From a financial standpoint, that it was a great deal. Yep. Uh, it's just uh, with the test uh, beta that they did for it that weekend, it was atrocious. Like worse than yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Mario Tennis Aces. So... I mean, if you want to make that jump, you want to make that risk, go right ahead. Just uh, you've been forewarned. There's a possibility you might be upset, but yep. who knows? Just also know that if you do want Super Butoden on Switch, this is literally the only way to do it. You can't buy it separately. So get that if you want to do that. Pressure all the way from both directions. Don't do it. You should do it if you want this because <laughs> there's no other way. No other way. FIFA 19 coming out <laughs> on a lot. Uh, PS4. Yeah. PS3, Xbox mm. One, Xbox mm. 360, Switch, not the Wii U, cough, and what? PC. No Vita either, huh? That's weird. Also no, coming we, on no. the 28th. You know what else is weird? Hold on. Let me check something about this because I know you said not the Wii U, but if I'm reading correctly. Uh-oh. What's coming some, out for the Wii U? No, something something came out on the Wii. Something oh, the Wii. is coming yes. out on the Wii still. You are recently. right. It's get the Wii U, but it went for the Wii. I don't remember what game <laughs> came out. <laughs> Yeah, it no. went that far, <laughs> something. I, I think it was recent though. I thought it was FIFA 19, but it's something coming out. Is coming out How on the Wii. How did it come off FIFA? Yep, the Wii. I, yep, yep. I think is because it was something recently. Some sports game recently is coming out on the Wii, but skipping the Wii U. 
Uh, it's just like it was a basketball game. Man, are we happen. about to get the uh, Mandela effect here? Jeez. Yeah, but no, that does still happen because the Wii is just, you know, there's so many out there. That's the PS2 of this generation or last generation where it's like they just they're going to put it out. Because well, yeah. yeah, somebody, yeah. everybody has a Wii, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I don't have a Wii. I oh. never owned a Wii. Yeah. I mean, I had a Wii. Never. I gave it to my sister because the Wii U can play Wii games. So, you know, yes. I was happy with that. But that also means now that since my GameCube's backed away, I can't play GameCube games. Oh, well. I mean, I can through other means, but, you know, whatever. I have, uh, I got three GameCubes. I got two Wiis and a Wii U. Are you, like, are you trying I'm to nurture you, them? Are you a foster? I'm, I'm like, protecting them. Sitting on, like, 800 PS Vitas in a, <laughs> hidden, wrong, in, in a, storage, a storage unit somewhere in, like, Maryland. He's and not he's wrong. Waiting. He's just waiting to take over Sony one day. <laughs> And he wouldn't change anything. He'd just, he'd just take over and he'd just be sitting there. Well, no, but, I wouldn't. No, no, the one thing he would change was he'd yeah. make sure the PS Vita 2 came out. Yes. Um, but he wouldn't, like, change anything other than that. Well, he'd probably direct all capital, all all resources <laughs> towards the PS Vita, and then the it's PlayStation true. would just die. It's and true. And everything, oh, the PS VR would die. No, there'd be the PS Vita VR. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, I'd boy. Sony. I'd single-handedly <laughs> think so. With my decisions. Cameron, the man that convinced Rhode Island to believe in video games again. No, guys, shut down your, <laughs> shut down your TV division. We don't need them. More money to the people. <laughs> shut down the cameras. We don't need them. Oh, my gosh. MP3 oh my players, gosh. throw them out. Computers, throw them out. Well, you don't have computers anymore, but just get rid of all of it. I don't care if you have smart fridges. Fuck it and put it to the Vita. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, no, I can't handle you. In before, uh, you can start playing the PS Vita OG games on your Tesla, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cam definitely. would 100% do a I port. port I would port not Vita games, but the Vita to multiple <laughs> systems. Tesla has like an indentation on the dashboard oh where you can insert goodness. the Vita, make it yeah. relevant. <laughs> yeah. Vita for smart fridge, Vita for smart toaster, Vita for everything. <laughs> That's where Sony screwed up, man. That, yeah, it that, is. It is realistically. So. Oh uh, man, that'd be funny. Yep. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, wrap up plugs, housekeepings. Uh, Casual Master Quest can be found on Twitter at MasterQuestPod, and you can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail .com. You can find myself on Twitter at two times Tyler, all letters, one word. Uh, as naturally, you know, I, I believe that's how it works. I can't. I don't think you can put spaces. You can only not, put underscores. Not that I know of. I, yeah, only underscores or high. And you can find me at twitch.tv at two times Tyler. Same word, same name. Uh, I, I stream on Tuesdays and Fridays, six to nine p.m. Uh, I usually do Zelda games, but until I get a nunchuck that uh, doesn't like explode upon use, uh, yeah, I might have to play something else. I might have to play a, a horror game or something. We'll see. We'll see. Nick, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LRWarrior11. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash LRWarrior11. Um, I stream Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Um, I don't remember what my times are because I have them programmed in my calendar, but uh, check out my twitter that's where i have uh, my schedule posted all times are in pacific standard time um if you've heard of amazon prime please stop by thank you <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of uh this website called uh twitch.tv <laughs> oh man your partner was happy to remind you of that every five minutes man jeez <laughs> And Cam, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CamCollects, my preferred social media. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash CamCollects. I stream Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Pokemon White 2, Randomized Nuzlocke. And then Fridays at 6 p.m. EST for Pokemon Prism, where just yesterday half my team wiped. 
so it was it was grievous it was, it was the worst i lost two of my favorite pokemon probably from any nuzlocke ever so it was actually wait wait, wait 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 which one is infernape on infernape's infernape's okay okay Ooh. that's all that's all i care about he's on white too he's okay infernape is okay but I lost a Crobat and an Agron. But anyway, and also, of course, if you want to hear my other podcast that I produce, you can find that into the video game.com. Of course. Okay. And of course, Cam, uh, you do want to make an announcement, I'm sure. Uh, yes. Go ahead. So, unfortunately, what happened is because the Vita has ended production, I can no longer stay tied to this material realm. Um, unfortunately, my life force is tied to it, much like a Horcrux. Uh, so now the Vita's into production, I have to disappear and die. And uh, that's it's unfortunate, and it's all because you didn't buy a Vita. Um, it's ever it's all your faults. It's all your faults entirely. And now my life force will be snuffed out. Uh, so that's what I have to say. But uh, no, real talk is that I do have to leave Casual Master Quest at least for the the episodes every week. I will still be a part of the team as we discussed and come on every once in a while. But uh, time constraint wise, I'm finding I don't have enough time to even play the games after review or even play the games I want to. And, you know, workouts are suffering, that sort of thing suffering. So I'm cutting down a few things. A casual Master Quest, unfortunately, has to be one of them. Uh, so this is my last episode as a weekly member of the show. And past that, I will show up sporadically. He will Excuse hopefully me. be our Wii U and Vita correspondent yep. <laughs> uh, whenever the word gets like he has a Google search yeah, thing. Where anytime he gets popped up in the internet, yep. he'll be there. <laughs> anytime the Vita's mentioned, I get to cling one more. I'll come down. I'll come down. I'll cling a little to the life. Just like, oh, I'm back. Ugh. Like the only way we're gonna be able to bring him back, it, it has a cooldown of like once every couple of months. We have to yeah. say Vita three times fast, and then then I'll show up for a little Vita, bit. Vita, Vita. It's, it's a it's a Goku situation. It's not down. Yeah, it's a Goku situation where you know I can come back down for like uh, you know one one day, one episode at a time. But you know when you chant the Vita enough. I will come back. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Nick and I will uh, we will forge on. Uh, we uh, we want to also make a couple of announcements right here and now. We'll give you more details later. Uh, being episode twenty, this is going to be the end of what we're going to call season one. Ooh, I didn't know uh, all this. We are going to uh, rebrand everything in a different format and whatnot. We are going to take one week off. I believe next weekend we are going to give a uh, podcast episode. Kind of explain what we're going to do, what we're going to change, what we're going to add, what we're going to take away, what we're going to miss. Uh, it starts with a V and ends with Ida. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to take it from there. And then season two will begin two weeks from now. And then uh, we'll see what wild things will happen with us there. So uh, stay tuned for that. And of course, uh, later this week, uh, we have the casual interview of Tyler coming out myself. So uh, look forward to that as uh, something to uh, you know boost uh, your attention while we're gone. And uh, with that, I think that's going to be it for uh, the end of this episode. Is there anything else that we want to say before we take it away? Um, this isn't even our final form. Please buy the Vita. Yeah, we are not a hundred percent final form freezer yet. No, uh, Cam. You know what? I, I, I think, and this would be an honor with uh, to me. Would you mind taking us off? Sure. What exactly do you want me to say? Just the usual, or just a. Uh, you can more say time. whatever you want. I don't even care anymore. All Just right, all right. Give your, give your special sauce, man. Well, thank you guys all for coming and stopping by and checking us out. You know where to find us on all the things we showed earlier. With that all being said, love you guys, and uh, we'll see these two fabulous people next time. I love you too. Love you. Bye bye. Yeah, I'll see you guys uh, in a couple of weeks. See you soon. Uh, oh God, he's evaporating! No! Oh my God! <laughs>